0: And by the way, congratulations to Lewis in Montevideo for winning. Or is Monticello, 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 who won uh, the pair of tickets to Hell is Empty and All the Devils Are Here. Uh, again, that is uh, once again going to be over at uh, Luminary Arts Center. And you still have about 15, uh, 10 minutes to go make a comment on the AM 950 Facebook page to possibly win another pair of tickets for that. Uh, we'll announce that at the end of the show. Michael Broadcorp is, of course, the exceptional political and uh, expert, a pundit out there. He has his uh, podcast, The Breakdown with Broadcorp and Becky. And he's our Viking specialist who is kind enough today to join us. A day late to talk about the Vikings beating the Saints, 27-19. to 19. Michael, i got to ask you one thing, though, first. How well do you know the Timberwolves?
1: I don't. <laughs> I have to be very candid with your listeners that I have no experience with the Timberwolves. Uh, an interesting tidbit for your listeners and for everyone that's listening, which I'm sure they want to hear. I've never played an organized game of basketball in my life. Uh, I have no knowledge base for it, and I can provide no assistance to you.
0: Well, the, the best part is is that I think you're the perfect person. You and I might – I've had more people say, "I you know, they like what you and I talk about with the Vikes. When are we going to start doing it for the T-Wolves? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. They've had a few good games, but let, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not exactly, you know, cutting down nets yet here, are we? <laughs> I think we got a ways to yeah, go. I think i got to – I
1: always want to be value-added and be helpful, Matt, but i, I got to stay in my lane, and, and it's – uh I'm outside of my general comfort zone by talking about Vikings, but I can do it with you. But boy, I can't pretend and wing it when it comes to the Timberwolves.
0: Uh, Michael, I was down in New Orleans as this game was going on, and boy, uh, that is a town. Of course, they only have two major sports teams. They have uh, they have the uh, the, uh, the the Saints, and of course, the Pelicans in the NBA. And that was they were not a happy group of people by the end of that game.
1: I have to be honest with you that I'm not a fan of the Saints, and while I wish no harm on the state of New Or the city of New Orleans, or the state of Louisiana, it brings it just fills me with joy knowing ah. that they were not happy.
0: <laughs> they were, I mean, it was sad puppy dog. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I was there on Saturday, it was LSU Florida. Holy cow, that town mm. was that. Uh, the college football is really still the king in the South. But uh, you know, the, the Vikings went out there. And, uh, and lo and behold, they looked really good. Really, I'd say even up into in the second half, although it was a, two very different games. Your thoughts, first of all, 27-19, they beat the Saints.
1: First of all, I want to just say unequivocally that the Minnesota Vikings and the Vikings fan base deserve to have nice things. <laughs> and one of the things I've been very kind of surprised by is a lot of the, the kind of um, the questioning and kind of how long will this last kind of, and not really living in the moment. What occurred on Sunday was just, was beautiful. It was unexpected. It was remarkable. It was great to win. And I, I want to just take a moment just to remind all of the faithful that are listening that are Viking fans, we get to have nice things. We can have games where we win and we get to come out of those the victories and, and feel good about it. We shouldn't be spending too much time thinking about what's going to happen weeks and weeks ahead of time. Right now we have a team that's won five in a row, the longest winning streak right now in the NFC. Um, we have done a remarkable job. Josh Dobbs has done great. Our defense has stepped up. There's just a lot to feel really good about the Vikings. And I know we're we have kind of this this kind of self fulfilling prophecy where we want to start worrying about things down the road. I got to tell you, Matt, it was a great game. It was fun to watch. And in all honesty, I haven't seen that type of mobility in a Vikings quarterback in some time. And it was great to see him step up and. You know perform like he did mm-hmm. I, it was just a great game it was a fun game to watch yes there were some challenges in the second half. It got a little nervous and as I noted on social media, my life expectancy did reduce from watching that game a bit, but it was just a fun game to watch and there's a lot to be positive about
0: uh, you you brought up uh you know uh, the uh, uh, Dobbs is running there I mean yesterday the offense i mean and and not taking away from the one running back that got the touchdown but t j Hawkinson and Dobbs. That was just kind of a clinic. I mean, it very, and I'm going to sound people are going to get upset with me. Very Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you had a tight end who he, he. I think he ended up with, what, 100 and some yards? 134, yep. 134 yards for a tight end, which is huge. And I think between the two of them, they are a Once again, they just outplayed the Saints, especially in that first half. They just, they're, between the two of them, they they couldn't do anything to stop those two.
1: Correct. The Saints came in, let's just put it in context here. The Saints came in, I think, four-and-a-half-point favorites coming into U.S. Bank. Um, and there was not an expectation that, that the Vikings would win. And, and I think everyone's kind of holding their breath right now, waiting for this situation to get worse. And it, and it hasn't. And I just want to, again, uh, you, you're spot-on about your comparisons to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, all Vikings fans should love that reference and get that reference. and understand. That's a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. And the dynamics that you saw on the field there was incredibly impressive. I, I was Dobbs is has been a really a great pick. And I know there's plenty of games for left for to this whole thing to collapse. But what we've seen so far has just been remarkable. And he has shown uh, strength. He has shown you know just an awareness, prowess on the field. He has shown a field of vision that we've talked about before. And we were sometimes a little critical of Kirk Cousins for not seeing that play develop the way that he does. I think uh, Dobbs has got just great field vision. He sees opportunities, and he runs for them. And he's playing like a quarterback who has been in this league for a long time. And what's interesting about that is this is his, I think, third team this season, and he's been a part of. Um, it's interesting to see. What happens with him in the long term? But yeah. right now, he's winning games for the Vikings, and that's fantastic. And we got more weapons coming into our arsenal in the coming weeks.
0: Cra- correct me if I'm wrong. I watched uh, the highlights of that game, and the first thing I said in my- is that the offensive coordinator has put in a college-like offense, which it, you know occasionally has been done in this league, and it can work. And when I was looking at how they were lining up, the play calls. Uh, you know, just how they did things. There was a lot of college, college football esque type of plays they put in there, which seemed to run the saints into, you know, around quite a bit. They didn't, you know, I don't know if it was, they'd forgotten that they do plays like this or it just was unexpected, but it seemed like a a bit of a college style offense.
1: It's certainly different than what, um, and I went back, I was listening to the game, most of the Falcons game, but I went back and watched some of it. And here's a little different type of play. It's, it's not this offense with Dobbs there versus Cousins. Uh, aside from changing out the numbers, it just looks different on the field. It flows different. The plays develop differently. And it is a, a defense. It is an offense, I think, that, has, that he has stepped into. Uh, I don't know the level of the communications that have existed since the time he's been here. But he has really stepped into it very well. And it would be, I think, very difficult for someone – to watch that game and not know the backstory and think that the person uh, in the helm at the quarterback hasn't been with this team with a very long time because he is showing comfort, uh, speed, agility, and it's working. And that's the best part about it. And, again, the defense, uh, which we've not spoken about at length over our discussions, but the defense. I mean, the Vikings started 0-3. And since then, uh, their defense has really stepped up. Uh, Fourth in points allowed per game, fifth in defense efficiency, um, fifth in takeaways, seventh in yards per game. The defense has stepped up. And I want to I want to remind our, the listeners, particularly you, Matt, you made the point in one of our first conversations this year about the approach to the preseason and that it might take time for more teams to ramp up into the regular season because they're not putting as much emphasis on the preseason. And Vikings are 0-3. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons they might have gotten 0-3, but it's pretty fair to say that the defense has stepped up in these last five games. And they've had to step up. And we, as Vikings fans, as, we should feel really good about that. But it really goes yeah. to your point about the, kind of the layout of the season, including some of the preseason games.
0: I think they need to play starters more in that third game. I just think they do need to do it if they're going to get a little less of a, 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 a jagged start to the season. Uh, speaking of the defense, I mean, they knock Carr out of the game. Jameis Winston comes in. I'm not going to get... Okay, the second half, yes, they didn't score all the points. But the Saints had to stop them. And the Saints do not have a bad defense. They had to stop the Vikings. They did consistently. They dot the two touchdowns with the two two two-point conversions. But at the end of the game, it required Jameis Winston to start throwing the ball deep. And that is not a guy you want to throw the ball deep. Two picks uh, on the Vikes. The second one was fairly inexcusable. Uh, You know, the, the defense stepped up there, got the two interceptions. That's the end of the game.
1: No, it was a great game, and it was a, it was a combined team effort. And if you would have been sitting, look let's again let's go back to where we were. The Vikings are now six and four. Yep, the Vikings are six and four. They're coming into a a part of their schedule where they should continue to win some games. And as of today, the Vikings are in the playoff as a wild card team. I think I saw this morning they would be the seventh seed. They would face off likely against Detroit at Detroit, depending. And Vikings, there's still some fluidity in that because. Um, the Vikings still play Detroit twice, so there's an opportunity for this team to not only make the playoffs but still win the division because they're doing everything that they need to do, most importantly, which is winning. And uh, that's a real change from where we were uh, four weeks ago, Matt, when, when we uh, started kind of going into this trajectory.
0: And by the way, there's the next team after us is Tampa Bay. They're 4-5, and five, so we're in a pretty good position right now. So we'll have to see. Uh, Denver next week. At Denver, it's the Sunday night game. Uh, talk about another team that it just seems to have the same thing. It, it, they started their season horribly. They get the big win yesterday at uh, Buffalo. Uh, that's going to be a much tougher game, I think, than when we first looked at it. I, I'm, I, but I'm still feeling that the, the Vikings are pulling out a lot of stops right now, so I'm feeling pretty good about things.
1: Correct. I mean, that is – I saw this on social media earlier today where someone made a very good point, which is that, you know, they, they basically they were feeling better about that game they were better about the Vikings going to Denver uh, prior to last night's game, where Denver pulled out the win in Buffalo, which was just a uh, a very. I mean, Buffalo's had some tough games over the last few seasons. I think last night's game was tougher than maybe that Vikings game that they had last season. Uh, but there's a lot. I think you know Broncos big win on the road. They have the Vikings at home. Part of my dislike from uh, the state of New Orleans, the city of New Orleans, and the. Uh, Sorry, the city of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana comes from Sean Payton and the Saints. Yes. And so uh, we beat, I'm happy that we beat the, the Saints, but uh, Payton has left New Orleans. He's left the state of Louisiana, and he's now in Denver uh, with, uh, with the Broncos. And so the Vikings go in there next this week and face Sean Payton. And uh, the Broncos, who are, what, four and five? Uh, the Vikings come in. I think both teams come in with a lot of good momentum. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll see where the line is, but uh, I got to think that the Vikings can win. I just really do. I got to think that the Vikings can win.
0: We will talk about that next week. I've got to bring up something, though, with you, what's going on in D.C. You have a senator, Mullins, from Oklahoma, actually threatened to fight at a hearing with a person there. And Bernie Sanders has to tell him, sit down, you're a senator, act like it. Uh, you have uh, apparently wow. an elbow thrown by Kevin McCarthy into Birchett in the, into the bell and somewhere in the bottom of the, the US House. He apparently caught him with an elbow. And then you have, uh, uh, it was a Comer, was uh, uh, basically calling someone who was criticizing him a smurf. Th- things are not, it, it, this is really kind of interesting times. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you can, with some of the people that have gotten into Congress, I'm not too surprised by this, but we're going down some really ugly paths here. Where now all of a sudden people are threatened to beat up witnesses, and and you might have you know legislature on legislature crime <laughs> assaults happening. I mean, this is we're starting to get into some loony bin stuff now.
1: You're spot on. I was offline for a couple hours today, and I came back. Uh, online and, and started to watch some of the coverage and follow social media, again. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, uh, first of all, the most—I mean, again, I again, it's, it's 2023. Everything's a surprise. Uh, compliments to Bernie Sanders, which I never thought I would say for being the voice of reason in that room and for stepping up. I would not have ever thought, uh, even as much as I am uh, trying to be fair with my analysis, that I would say that Bernie Sanders was the voice of reason. He was the grown-up. He was the right thing to do. It's just simply childish. Uh, yeah. wh- there is, there is. An image problem that the Republicans have to be aware of right now, and that the television cameras are rolling. And the combination of the events today show that uh, Republicans just need to, to need to slow down a bit, and they need to recognize that their behavior in threatening witnesses and this juvenile conduct that existed. I'm not. I mean, I'm not trying to diminish what occurred in the hallway of the Capitol between McCarthy and this other member, but it's juvenile. It's sophomoric. It's inappropriate. And Republicans have to recognize that the American people are watching. And they're paying attention. And seeing this type of behavior, it's just astounding to me. This wasn't undercover footage. This was happening in a committee room. Mm. And I couldn't believe that type of behavior. And I understand the passion. Uh, I know that there's passion on all sides of politics these days. But passion is not an excuse for that type of behavior. And the American public wants their elected officials, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever, to be responsible stakeholders, be a part of a passionate debate, engage, disagree. But challenging people to fight, standing up in a committee hearing is just ridiculous. And if I may just for a second, Uh I don't want to hear from people who are going to give me the historical context of people being beat up by canes on the floor of the Senate or in the House of Representatives, other type of stuff. It's 2023. There's cameras everywhere. I understand the legislative history and conflicts that have existed between senators and members of the House of Representatives. That don't justify it. Uh, This is wrong. Republicans need to uh, do a better job. Uh, They need to show the American public that they can govern responsibly. And elbow jabs and kidney punches in the hallway of the Capitol and challenging witnesses to fight in a committee hearing is simply out of bounds.
0: I would have put five on Bernie. Did you see his face when he looked at Mullins? Like you sit don't know. <laughs> like
1: it was, it was. I mean, again, I mean, I just say to you, I, I, I don't think. I mean, it was an argument between both of them. I think the witness and the senator were both kind of engaging indeed. in some back and forth.
0: Indeed, indeed.
1: But I don't want to. But but the guy, the people with the with the people with the election certificates have to have to be better. And but I got to give a tip of the cap to Bernie Sanders for stepping up there. He was forceful. He was responsible. And I can't believe I just said that sentence on the radio. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, he's just, but let's put it that's not political. He's just trying to hold the decorum of a Senate hearing. And, you know, he yeah. understands, as he said, you're a senator, act like it. And he, and that's, and that Correct. was, I think it was, that's not a political statement. That's just a factual statement. And I, I think that's, we can all agree on that. Uh, Michael, as always, thank you much. Monday next week on Thanksgiving week, we will check in with you, uh, hopefully with another victory against the Broncos. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. I hope the music backs then. The music is back
0: then. Uh, Hopefully so. Uh, Michael Broadcorp, we'll get you the Vikings music next week. We'll take care of that. Michael Broadcorp, kind enough to join us. Uh, We'll take a break. Come on back, wrap up the show for a Tuesday. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.